It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's Your Life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I tell you, man, uh, 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 you guys probably can see or feel the excitement in my voice tonight because, you know, I've been waiting on this show for a long time. I got two of my buddies, childhood buddies, that uh, have been knowing me ever since I was knee-high to a grasshopper. <laughs> and I'm not talking about Bill, Bill Joe Hopper. <laughs> you know, knee-high knee to a grasshopper. And no, seriously, these guys, I mean, I love them. And um, without them, I would not be the person that I am today. You know, because um, they have influenced me, have educated me, and has been lifelong friends that when things, when I was doing bad things, uh, you know how people are like, I'm a JC, we're going to tell you the truth. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you might not see it, and nobody, nobody is going to tell you that, but we're going to tell you the truth. That's what these guys mean to me. They are. Men of integrity, honest, and successful. And the reason for successfulness is because we all learn from each other. You know, so uh, I call this show Brotherhood and Success because these are truly my brothers. And, you know, so uh, we're we going to get this started. Uh, 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 I don't know how this going to turn out, to be honest with you, because I, I never did a show like this where I'm just going to open it up and and I'm going to be part of the the people or that that uh, Michelle and Chuck is going to be grilling. <laughs> so, uh, hey, how you doing, Michelle? How you doing I'm today? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm doing great. I'm excited for everybody. I'm excited about this show. <laughs> what about you, Chuck? How you doing, man? I am. It's just an honor and pleasure to be here with people I read about in your book and hear you and Michelle chatting a little bit about. And I hope all every all, all your classmates call in tonight. You know, I'm hoping that we have some people that that call, not just classmates, but uh, family, friends. Uh, I mean, people that that know us. I mean, and they they know all about us. Hey, my great producer Noah, how you doing today, man? I am doing good, and I have to tell you, it's nice that I'm going to be learning about what makes up JC, what makes up you, what, you know, the man that you are today. It, I love deep conversations like this, so this is going to be a good one. Man, I hope they don't tell too many secrets, Noah. I mean, you know, but I, I, I just like I told them, everything is on the table. Doesn't matter. It's on the table. Because if they start telling on me, <laughs> you would tell on him. You know, so, hey, I want to introduce you guys to uh, my two best friends in the world. You know, I got to first go to uh, Billy Hopper. You know, I tell you, uh, 
we done been through thick and thin. Uh, we've been through everything together. And, and Charles Gore, uh, you know what? Ever since uh, we was in the first grade, we fought over the same girls, all this other type of stuff. And a, a couple of them probably listening tonight. <laughs> I mean, they, and, 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 and D-Man won some, and uh, I guess I won a couple. But uh, I want to bring these two guys. Uh, Billy, how you doing, man? Hey, I am doing fantastic. I am elated to be on the show. I've uh, been waiting for this opportunity, and um, I, I'm really, really happy and excited to be a part of it. I am. And I call him D-Man, but Charles Gore, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I am so excited to be on this show, man. This is the first time doing something like this for me. You know, I normally don't get out and, and be on a public forum like this, but for you, my man, J.C. Cooley... I'm all in. Hey, man, but you always have been in the public life, you know, so, <laughs> you know, all your whole life, you know, and, and you know what? You guys going to learn a little bit more about that one later. I mean, you know, so, uh, but I tell you what, first of all, I want Chuck to tell our listening audience what the purpose is, but I also want to let you know that. If you want to become part of the conversation, if you want to uh, chime in and ask and one of us questions, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Call in, be part of the conversation. Hey Chuck, can you tell our listening audience uh, what the purpose of the show is tonight? Sure, be happy to. Uh, we're gonna learn. Everyone's going to learn what they can learn from three best friends, how these three boys have grown to be exemplary men, and they're going to relive their yesterdays, they're going to celebrate today's, and they're going to focus on their tomorrow. So everybody get ready. <laughs> you get ready. You know what? We're going to do something a little bit different this time. Michelle, I need for you to read uh, both of their bios before we even bring them on the show. Exactly. Charles Gore. Charles Gore, born and raised in Chattanooga, Tennessee, married for 35 years with four adult children and two grandkids, graduated from Chattanooga High School, colleges attended and graduated from R. DeVry Institute and Chattanooga State Technical College. He has been living in Atlanta, Georgia since 1985, initially working Southern Technical College and for the last 32 years working with the NBA's Atlanta Hawks. Go Hawks! Go Hawks! <laughs> hey, what's up, D-Man? How you doing? I call him D-Man because he is the man. <laughs> hey, can you can you tell him a little bit about uh, our next guest as well? Yes, Billy Harper. I was six years old when I cut my teeth, my eye teeth, that is, for hard work at Miss Jones's grocery in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I develop a sense of hustle witnessing my father carve out a niche from nothing to feed a family of eight and how a hard day's work could turn into a harper's harvest by my mother in the kitchen. It was 1979 when I left in my little red vega for college to attend DeVry University in Atlanta where what I had learned, what was instilled in me, and my natural survival skills would be put to the test. Having gotten my first professional job right out of DeVry, a 
afforded me the chance to realize the plans God had for me. Fast forward to 2021. It was during a recent phone call from a former co-worker who was proud to tell his story of financial freedom when I was reminded that my passion for finance had become a way of life. He had paid off the mortgage on his family's home. He admitted that when I spoken to him many years ago about how he could pay his mortgage off early, he was skeptical. With that said, I was the first person that he knew would understand what this meant to him and his family's future. I reiterated that I indeed understood his testimony because it was one that we shared. Today, I'm a certified catastrophe insurance claims adjuster and a claims examiner for a government agency. Every day, I am a husband, a father to a papa to one, and tomorrow I will be a retiree at 100% of my projected retirement financial goals. I am Billy Harper. Welcome, welcome to the show. I mean, both of you guys, man. I, 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 I tell you, I, I've been waiting on this for a long time. And uh, first of all, what we're going to do, we're going to do this a little bit different. We're going to do a panel. Uh, but um, before we get off into the major questions, um, I want uh, you guys, and we're going to start with, with you, Charles. Uh, Charles, can you please tell our listener audience about you, your background, and where you grew up from in Chattanooga, Tennessee? <laughs> yes. I can. So I grew up in uh, Alton Park, the projects, on the south side of town in Chattanooga. Uh, my mom and dad were married. I have one brother and one sister. My sister was the oldest. I was the middle child. And I have a younger brother that still lives in Chattanooga, right? So, you know, growing up, it, it, it was fun. You know, I always just remember having fun and, and not having a, a care or worry in the world, right? Oh, yeah. So uh, what are the most important lessons your parents taught you in being a young uh, child's going? Well, I, I remember them talking about, you know, nothing in life is free. You have to work hard to get what you want in life, and you can't skip the work hard part, right? And, and basically treat people the way you want it to be treated. And, you know, they taught me to love myself and to love others, and regardless of what kind of situation they were in, but that, that was the basic that I took from it, right? Most important love, love, love message. You know, so uh, uh, when you graduated from high school, you decided to uh, move away from Chattanooga. You moved to Atlanta, you know, so uh, you can start this, but we're going to have to stay to break. But can you tell uh, artists a little bit why you decided to move? I, I wanted to see, you know, what life was in a different state, in a different city. So I enrolled in college at Southern, uh, I mean, at DeVry. Uh, Institute, as well as Philly, right? And uh, I came to Atlanta, went to school there, and we were in different programs. And then I stayed in Atlanta for another additional year working as a appliance repairman for this guy that had his own repair shop, right, before returning back to Chattanooga. You know what? Uh, we're going to take a station break. <laughs> but we're going to come back, and we're going to talk more. And we're going we're gonna to find out a little bit about Billy Hopper before we go into the major panel question. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. 
There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now on The Answer San Diego app and radio.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. And uh, I'm James Cooley. And I tell you, we we just heard a little bit about uh, Charles Gore. But you know, uh, I'm going to put Billy Harper I'm gonna put him on the spot for a second, so he can tell the world a little bit more, a little bit about him. Billy, can you tell us, uh, tell us, tell our listening audience a little bit about you, uh, where you grew up at, and uh, a little bit about Billy Hopper? Yes, sir. All right. So um, I was born in Chattanooga. Uh, raised up in the area of St. Elmo uh, that was on the south side of town. Uh, I graduated from Kirkman Technical High School. Uh, Once I graduated from Kirkman, uh, because Kirkman was a technical high school, it kind of laid the foundation a little bit in an electronics perspective. So I got a little telecom experience while in high school. That kind of gave me a springboard to enroll at DeVry University. And from there, I graduated from there, got a job right after I graduated. Um, From there, I had over 25 years of telecom experience. Uh, Michelle kind of touched bases on it earlier. I'm also a certified nationwide catastrophe adjuster. I have over 12 years experience in the insurance industry as a claims specialist. So um, I, I kind of went over into the insurance industry after a long period of stint of being in the telecom industry. So it's been a good switch for me. I've learned you know, a lot about insurance. A lot about insurance. Hey, Billy, uh, uh, what are some of the most important lessons that you learned from your parents? So my father, um, I was very young when he passed. So my father, um, he was actually 40 years old when he passed. 
And uh, before he did pass, um, he taught all of us. I have a total of six siblings, and he taught each and every one of us uh, the independence of being um, independent and not having to, um, I, I guess, bother our parents all the time for extra money. So I kind of learned from him. I kind of developed a hustle attitude at a very young age, um, started working really, really young, and just valuing money, uh, again, by us being very poor, um, a dollar earned was hard to make. So I was able to take that money and uh, started saving at a very young age. Um, and, and it's kind of funny too, because even at the age of 12, um, me and my brother, we opened up what is called a Christmas club account at a bank. And with that, that allowed us to save our money throughout the year with the money that we made and uh, we were able to surprise our parents around Christmas time with Christmas gifts. So that made us feel special to be able to provide something that our parents, uh, because they couldn't afford to buy gifts for all of us. So we wanted to kind of change that and to help them when we could. So just the, just the value that they taught us, uh, just the love that they showered to the family and, and all of us, it just made all of us a better, better person. I mean, it did. And, um, you know, the lesson learned from them is something that um, you can't buy that anywhere. Okay, so so with that, I give honor to both of my parents for teaching us how to love and how to respect others. You know, uh, I, I hate to do this, but I'm about to turn it over to Michelle and Chuck. And so uh, I'm going to turn because uh, I guess we all get ready to get drink, uh, grill <laughs> or grill. You know, so uh, I'm going to turn it over to Michelle right now. Thank you, James. Uh Oh, here it comes. So, James Cooley. Tell us about where you grew up and a little bit about your background. I grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. <laughs> Do that thing sound? Something? <laughs> yeah, so uh, we, we grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, I grew up uh, in Alton Park Projects, uh, the same as uh, Charles. Uh, and um, I was the seventh of ten kids. Uh, it was ten of us. And uh, my mom uh, was a, a single parent. Uh, that had to uh, kind of share the love with 10 kids, you know, and uh, a lot of times that's, it's kind of tough because, uh, you know, we all uh, desire a certain type of attention and that uh, uh, sometimes we feel that we're not getting all of those. And my mom saw those things early. So I started the first grade uh, with Charles uh, in, 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 in Chattanooga. And, but uh, my mom, uh, 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 it was kind of tough for her to take care of all 10 of us. So she chose uh, two of us, myself and my brother Jerry. Uh, and she uh, uh, sent us to Alabama to live with my aunt and uncle. And, uh, you know, I I tell you, I, I thought that uh, in, in Chattanooga, uh, where we was at, I thought that was everything was just great, fantastic, uh, not knowing. I mean, because I had never had anything. And so uh, I felt like that that was great. 
But uh, so in, in, in Chattanooga, we had running water. We had a, a bathroom and that's inside the house. And, and you know, we had a stove and this and that. But uh, when I was sent to Alabama, uh, Graham, Alabama, that, that's what that is. Uh, it was about two hours away from Chattanooga. And uh, I rode there with my cousin. But when I got to Alabama, we pulled up to the house, a uh, little bitty house, walked in the house. There was no running water. There, uh, there was no bathroom in the house. The bathroom was in the pasture, so you had to walk there. Uh, the food was outside the house, and, and if you wanted to eat, you had to go catch it. <laughs> and, and, I mean, everything. That, that, that you had to do, and we had a, a fire burning stove. That uh, that's what kept the house warm, and that's what uh, that that's how we cook food. And so, but 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 then, if you look at it, and you you think all of these is bad, uh, but it wasn't because the thing was is just me and my brother, my aunt, my uncle, and my grandmother, and we weren't sharing the house with you know ten other folks. And you know, after about a week or so, I felt. Like, I was rich. I mean, I had to go out and gather the water every day, like 10 gallons, and pull it. I'm little, pull it in the house. You know, I had to go out and pull plums, and we had to uh, do everything around there, uh, wood and everything, so we could survive. And that built, in me, that built a sense of duty. That built a sense of responsibility. That built all the things, necessary foundation that I have today. I mean, so what I I'm, what I'm trying to say is, uh, growing up in Chattanooga, moving back to move to Alabama, then coming back to Chattanooga, I had a sense of what responsibility was when I got back. Wow! Yes, I, I've heard you tell that story, and, and it, it, it gets more more touching and more just energetic each time. Now, James, you had an exemplary career in the military. How did your career in the United States Navy change you into the person you are today? Well, let, let me tell you about uh, the career prior to. I mean, uh, me and Billy, uh, best friends. I mean, we, we signed up for the Buddy Buddy program to go in the Navy. Billy was our star quarterback and, you know, all that good stuff. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, so our plans was you know, once uh, we graduated, either Billy or either we were going to go to college or me and him were going into Navy on the Buddy Buddy program. Uh, unfortunately, Billy got hurt, and he'll tell you about that story later, and that kind of changed all those plans. And I ended up going in, into the Navy. And I, once I got in the Navy, I did not know how these, these things were going to be. I mean, I, I never left home. Uh, other than going to uh, uh, our senior uh, <laughs> uh, party, you know, but I never left home. And so uh, getting in the Navy, and I was thinking that I was not like everybody else, that uh, I wouldn't be able to do anything or be anybody. But when I got there and I saw that these people, the rest of the uh, kids around me was no different than me, and I was like, wow, New York, Atlanta, just that, they just like me. And I developed a sense that I can do anything that I set my mind to. And from that point on, I tried to be the best sailor that I could be. See, that's awesome. I, I'm going to follow up on that. Moving a little further down the line, uh, what inspired you a little later on in your life to write this book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet? 
Well, you know, I, I tell you, that goes back to uh, my two boys that are here right here. Um, uh, the things that uh, that uh, I experienced uh, growing up, uh, coming back at Case in Point, coming back to Chattanooga after being away for about uh, almost five years. And I get back and, you know, uh, when I... Before I left, it was you know uh, all type of games and this and that and all type and, and our moms and and everybody had to take care of us. I, when I left, went to Alabama, didn't have none of those things. But when I returned back to Chattanooga, it was the same as if I had not left at all. And uh, I, I looked at these things and as, and I had to adjust to getting back. And I got beat up a lot. I mean, uh, uh, coming up, I mean, Greg Crumb, I know you probably listened to this. Remember, me, you got to fight, all this other type of stuff. And uh, all these things, like, uh, formulate me being tough and being, being able to adjust and grow up. And uh, you know what? We're going to take a break, but I'm going to come back and I'll tell you a little bit more about the book when I get back. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on smart speakers and radio.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley and you know I ain't no they, 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 they almost had me telling the truth, Noah. Uh, what do you think so far? <laughs> well, you know, the secrets are got, have got to come out sometimes, JC. But what I really want to know, my main question is, what led you, because it's a great concept, to think of, hey, let's do a show where we find out about and people can get inside the head and the past of me, the host, and learn a little bit more about you. Because I think it's, it's phenomenal, and this is a great idea. Well, you know, I'll tell you, the biggest uh, uh, push to that is uh, Chuck Trenoni and my wife, Michelle. Uh, they said, hey, J.C., uh, 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 people got to know who you are. I'm talking about uh, a little bit about your upbringing. And uh, I felt that these two guys right here, I mean, these are, I'm telling you, they, they, they're, they're my buddies. I'm talking about from, I mean, more than just buddies, that this would be a very important uh, way to segment to that so I agree because I think it gets people to understand your uh, how you go about choosing these shows and the topics and why they're passionate to you so I think this is a very important and crucial element 
Yeah, just what we've been having some good shows, right? now. yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> you know, so uh, but uh, yeah, that's so we wanted to do that uh, today. Uh, it, uh, give them a little bit more insight about myself and um, uh, my uh, childhood and my buddies that that means so much to me. You know, so um, so what I'm gonna do is finish this uh, 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 story as you know coming back and and, and getting adjusted to and and, and one of the things that that uh, most people that that listen to this and uh, they used to call me country, you know, <laughs> and when I came back, uh, you know, I'm talking about because I talk funny or whatever that is, and they they call me country and I I call them city, <laughs> you know, they said. And, and, you know, I, I was so pissed off, so mad, I had to try to get rid of that stigma of country. But I found out that was a good thing because uh, by going uh, to Alabama, uh, by being in that one-room uh, school where everybody, you know, five all the way up to uh, 17, 18, everybody learned the same thing. That kind of uh, put me a little bit ahead of the game when I got back to uh, Chattanooga. So uh, in a nutshell... That's what happened, and you know, and I, and my upbringing, being with Billy, being with D-Man, being with uh, uh, a lot of my friends, Anthony Knox, Kenny Hamlin, you know, Jackie Sims, uh, Charles uh, Lane, Run Run Jones, and you know, Wonder Wonder Gale, Wonder Lightning, all all of them just in high school. I mean, and, and a lot lot more. I should, probably shouldn't start calling names, but uh, th- all of that uh, helped formulate me into being the person that I am today. That is great, James. Um, Charles, what is your current responsibility with the Atlanta Hawks and State Farm Arena? Uh, can't hear D-Man. Uh, uh, can't, can't. Charles? Yeah, he's Okay. Okay. Uh, we're going we're gonna, to, for right now, we're going to skip to Billy and ask him a question. Billy. You can hear you now, man. Okay, great. Charles. Okay, so, sorry, I put you on mute. Um, <laughs> my responsibility with the Atlanta Hawks and State Farm Arena covers all the information technology aspect of, you know, what we do there. So, basically, that from the, you know, the time you come into the building from when you buy food, the Wi-Fi, the infrastructure, you know, the point of sales, uh, everything, right? So the networking in general, not only at the arena, but for the corporate office and for our practice facility, as well as our uh, G League team, right? So um, it's, it's a little bit of everything. So it's like, the, you know, jack of all trades, master of none, but, you know, I've worked over the years and got a lot of experience working with Turner Broadcasting for a long time, right? 17 years over there, traveled the world, got exposure to a lot of different technologies and, and had to do a lot of this stuff on my own, you know, when I was going out on these trips and it basically started domestically, you know, traveling around the country, you know, Chicago, San Francisco, L.A., Miami, Detroit, wherever CNN had a news bureau is where I would go and set up shop and make sure everything was good. Hey, I got a question, man. You was responsible for uh, making sure that the All Star NBA All Star game <laughs> uh, went well, and you get, you had to pull it off in one day. How was that? Man, that was crazy, man. It was crazy because <laughs> we found out a month in advance that we were having the All Star here in Atlanta, and it was going to happen, right? So, 
And the NBA showed up that Monday before that Sunday's game, right? And we basically had to configure network, their network, all the components that went into the game. I don't know if you saw the game, but it was awesome, right? I mean, the setup behind the scenes was is so involved where we set up their wireless network and, and, and had it where people that came from New Jersey and New York with the NBA. And it was about 200 of them, right? So... Uh, when they came into that office Tuesday morning, it's like they were, when they came into the arena, it was just like they were still in the office, right? They didn't have to change anything. They didn't have to join a new Wi-Fi. They didn't have to do anything different that they would normally do in Jersey and New York. So it was awesome. It was a good experience. A lot of pressure to, you know, come along with doing stuff like that. And you hope all the way up to the, the, the game tips off and, you know, the, the many changes that happened during the week. I mean, there were so many different changes that it was crazy, man. But it was fun. It's always I'm fun. I'm sure it was fun, and I'm sure you're right. It was a lot of uh, pressure, a lot of hard work, but um, you were responsible for making this successful. Billy, um, what drove you to want to be successful, and what does success mean to you? This is actually another question also, and what got you interested in the stock market? What got me interested in the stock market? I'll answer that one first. Um, when I first graduated from DeVry and got hired, I got hired with a company called Nortel Networks. So one of my supervisors, um, we kind of talked a little bit about investments and he kind of opened up the door for me to understand a little bit more about how it works. In a nutshell, he told me, he said, well, if you don't really know a whole lot about investments, I would I would advise you to go buy Money Magazine. And in Money Magazine, it'll give you a lot of good stories, it'll give you a lot of good tips about how to invest the first thousand dollars for uh, someone that's not really familiar with the market. So I, I, I bought the magazine, I read it, and from there, it just gave me a lot more information. I went and bought a book called, uh, the author was um, uh, Dan Donahue, Finding Money to Invest. So I started reading that. And and I think what really got the ball rolling was compound interest. Once I started investing and I started seeing how compound interest work, that's when I got excited. And from that point on, I started, even though I'm not a financial advisor, I've learned a lot about how that works. So with that, I, I try not to give advice, but at the same time, I mean, I can give people, I can tell them my story and they can kind of build on that and uh, kind of go from there. But, um, but that's what kind of got me started. And I've read a lot of stories and I've heard a lot of good things about what the market can do for you. So from there, again, I, I kind of delved into it. And, um, you know, what I, what I try to tell people, Michelle, I try to tell people that it's very important not to time the market. It's not about time in the market, it's time in the market. That's what makes the difference. Um, in you know investing in the stock market, it's time time in the market, and um, what success means to me is because of the uh, the background um, and us 
growing up kind of poor. We were poor, um, and um, so with my father um, not being able to work like he needed to because his health had failed him, um, I wanted to to be a better um, you know, person for not only for my, my siblings and to help out my family, but I wanted to, to build a platform to where I wouldn't have to want for anything once I got to an age to where it was, I was able to afford to, to, you know, get certain things. And, um, you know, what success meant to me was just to be able to, um, you know, afford the things that I want. Everybody has a different opinion of what success means to them. But for me, money doesn't make me happy, but what it does is that it gives me choices. Hey, Bailey. Uh, you yes, mentioned sir. about the stock market, and you know just as well as I do that uh, you are the guy uh, that uh, got me uh, to thinking about investing. And, you know, I think uh, we were like 28 or something like that at that time. Mm-hmm. And I came home uh, from Japan, and you showed me. I mean, I'm going to put you on the spot, but you, you, you were telling me, hey, I'm investing. You showed me your portfolio. And I'm like, wow, how do you do that? And you started explaining that to me. And when I went back to Japan and when I got back to the States, uh, you know, uh, based on that conversation that we had, I started investing and I started investing in properties and the mm-hmm. stock market and all this other type of stuff. And I, w- I, w- I want you to know that you are the inspiration behind it. I wouldn't be where I'm at today. You know, from an investment standpoint, if you wouldn't have shared that information with mm-hmm. me. And so I just want to say thank you. Thank you. You know, you know, and, yeah. and another thing that it did for us, uh, JC, it gave us a friendly competition because we would <laughs> we would kind of talk about our success and it expired both of us. So it was really good friendly competition that that made us kind of want to excel even higher. So, you know, kudos to you as well, because uh, we learned a lot from each other. We did. So um, I uh, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I want to go back. You guys are talking. I want to go back to what Charles was saying. He was talking about his work with CNN. Uh, what was it like working with the Turner Broadcasting System, Charles, and Mr. Ted Turner? It was awesome. It was an awesome environment. And it, to see Ted Turner walking around, um, it was just phenomenal, right? So I got a lot of experience from working at Turner Broadcasting and a lot of exposure to a lot of different technologies from CNN to the international to how they did broadcasts, you know, how they put shows on the air. Um, what is one of the funny stories was I used I used to support Ted Turner right when I first started there I was uh, executive support and he was getting that computer for the first time in his office right and he looked at this thing because he always had a stock ticker in his office that you know he would watch the d- delayed stock market you know minute delay right and so we put a computer in there and he got internet and everything and he asked he said. Is it, is, is it true what they say that's out there on the internet is out there? And I knew what he was talking about. He was talking about porn, right? <laughs> <laughs> but he also always thought that I was one of his assistant husbands, right? Because I would come up there a lot, you know, and set up their office. So he had like three assistants that I used to take care of. 
So he assumed that I was always one of his assistant uh, husbands. Well, it turns out this assistant is a third cousin of mine. We we found that out like 10, 15 years later. <laughs> oh. oh man, you know uh, that that's that's uh, that's that's wild because I I know I used to come there and you used to take me and uh, and meet everybody. You had me doing in the news and every and everybody there was somebody there that you gave me an opportunity to meet them. But you know we're gonna take a station break, but we're gonna come back. And we're going to finish the discussion with Charles Gore and Billy Harper. It's your life. I'm James Cool. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Radio.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I tell you, I'm uh, just having fun talking to uh, uh, my buddies, uh, high school, not, well, childhood, more than just high school. You know, so having fun, just, just, just chatting with them. Uh, this is so great, and uh, I'm just so happy to be, be a part of this discussion today. James, tell us about the J.C. Cooley Foundation Options and Opportunities, the Choice Program. Why did you start this foundation? Sure, sure. Uh, I started it, first of all, uh, it's called Option Opportunities slash the Choice Program. It's the J.C. Cooley Foundation, and it's a nonprofit organization that uh, we concentrate on uh, building our future leaders of tomorrow. So what we try to do is instill uh, teamwork, uh, character building, uh, social skills. I mean, everything that is going to uh, enhance you to be one of the future leaders of tomorrow. So by doing those things, we have inspiration breasts where we do one-on-one uh, with them. We speak at uh, the elementary schools, high school, colleges, uh, and uh, we uh, uh uh, take the kids to the Museum of Tolerance so they can see some of the things that happened way back in the day that uh, uh, describe hate. We want everybody to focus on love. 
to me. So it's all about building character. It's all about concentrating. And, we, you know, a couple of other things that we do, we we put bring together families, uh, uh, primarily our youth, and we take them on, on mission trips to Mexico to be a houses, uh, to feed the homeless, uh, pick up pay, I mean, anything that's that's going to be part of character building. The J.C. Cooley Foundation does those things. And we average, we give away about anywhere between 25 to 30 scholarships a year to uh, uh, deserving high school seniors primarily. So, uh, and it's not a gigantic scholarship, but we give uh, them a you can scholarships so that they can focus on, hey, walking across that stage that I can be somebody. And so uh, the foundation does a whole lot of things, and we partner with a lot of other foundations and a lot of churches and and, and communities or involvements are, are not just in California, Texas, but around the world. Yes, that that's really, you know, giving back to your community and serving others. Now, these are questions for all three of you. All three of you are married. What are the key ingredients to a healthy marriage? Let's start with Charles and Billy, then James. Okay. I, I think, you know, my wife and I have been friends before we got married, right? So we stayed for years, and we're, we still maintain that friendship, right? It's just not a marriage, right? We've had kids together. We've been places together. But I think the key ingredient for us is being true friends. We've just been true with each other, right? Billy? Um, for me, I think that... Um, just continuing to date one another. You know, sometimes when, when people say I do, they, they stop doing the little things that matter. So with, with Pam and I, um, I continue, we still have date night, we, we still date, and uh, we, we don't take each other for granted. Uh, we listen to one another, and I think the most important thing in our relationship is, is communication. So with that, uh, date night, um, that, makes a important ingredient for our marriage. James? Well, uh, since my <laughs> wife is here, <laughs> you know, but I, I think the most important thing about a uh, successful marriage is um, honesty. Honesty and respect. I mean, regardless what the situation or circumstance might be, uh, you, you, you have to be able to be honest uh, with your spouse because um, it's going to come out regardless of whatever that might be. If you're trying to hide things, it's, it's going to come out. So what keeps our marriage strong is just uh, being able to show the respect. When, when I need some time or you, or you need some time, uh, we have to be able to allow that type of time. And uh, uh, secondly, uh, never going to bed mad. I mean, you know, uh, mad at each other or, you know, with, with, with problems. I mean, we, we have to get those out before we lay down and go to sleep because uh, we got too many things going on to be waking up the, uh, the next day telling them, I'm still mad. I mean, so, uh, you know, those things right, right now, that, that works. I and mean, that's always how I've been. We've been together 15 years. We just had our thirteenth uh, uh, anniversary yesterday, and, and you guys—that's my best man, Billy Hopper was my best man, and D Man was one of my grooms. my grooms. I mean, so uh, all of my boys uh, was in my wedding, and you know, and I, I tell you, uh, I mean, it's just so wonderful. Can I say one thing? Yes. 
I have to tell the world that you and I were together when you met your wife. And you know that, Billy. You know she followed us. She followed oh us around uh, in the mall. I um, mean, everywhere listen, we went, she, she listen, we turned around. Audience, and this is not true. <laughs> James pretended to be selling perfume, but Chuck has a question for all three of you. Yeah, but I do. Before we do, since you're there, Michelle, what's the key ingredient to be married to James? The key ingredient is to be sensitive to how a person, how your spouse feels. They may see things different than you. And instead of just, let's say, poo-pooing it down or saying, oh, you're imagining things or you don't, you know, this is not true. Everyone perceives things differently. And so my spouse may see things this way. I may not understand, but I have to have enough respect and consideration to say, okay, this is how you see it. So I'll respect how you feel and vice versa. So like that. cool. That's cool. Now we went round robin. Now we just got to hear eventually from Charles's wife and Billy's wife and we'll have the whole thing complete. <laughs> hey, but no, listen, staying on that topic, I mean, you guys have followed each other and, and, and had all throughout your lives. Uh, how have you guys influenced each other throughout your lives at different times, the good times, the, the in-between times, and even the challenging times? What's been some of the ways you guys have done that for each other, influenced each other and, and been there for one another? You know, I, I believe that, uh, I mean, uh, over the last, uh, I, I say, uh, 40 years. I mean, even though we might lose touch, I mean, like I lost uh, contact with with Bill and D Man. Uh, I think I was in Japan like eight years. Uh, but when I got back in the states and got back into it, I, I reached out to them, and you know that 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 cohesiveness was still there. It's just mm-hmm. being able to reach out, share your ideas. Uh, Share some of the issues that you might be having because I mean you you can't be dealing with problems by yourself, and you share it with, with 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 your your buddies that you trust mostly, and they provide you with honest feedback. And I think that uh, over the last forty uh, something years, uh, I, that's what uh, uh, kept us together because we're always honest with each other. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. And um, you know, one of the things that I mentioned early earlier about you know friendship um, with you two guys. I mean, y'all, both of y'all have been like a, a brother to me. And you know, we we talk about you know what we experienced in high school, and we all had our path that we took. Um, I think that you know it's good that when we, when we come together, we can at some point we can discuss the successes that we've had, and we've also discussed some failures. But that has what created character for all of us, and because of that, it, it's just brought us really close and. Up, we all have a lot of respect for one another and always will have. Demon. Charles? I, I agree with both of you guys, and, and I'm just ditto the conversation, you know, because, you know, over the years, and, and, you know, you guys have been like brothers to me as well. You know, I've known you forever, right? And, you know, Billy and I, uh, you know, didn't meet each other until junior high school, but I've still known these guys. We kept up with each other, we've done things together, we've had a great time together, so. And we keep it real with each other, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, there's no secrets. You know, I, I, I tell you, um, we 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 certainly got to do this again because uh, we we did not get uh, nearly uh, uh, the questions, a lot of questions that um, that I wanted to talk about. But I tell you. Uh, I'm the host. That means I can always have a show. I, w- I would love to invite you guys back and invite some um, 
other uh, our friends and classmates and uh, uh, on the show to talk about these things. So uh, I want to say a thank you, uh, Charles. Thank you, Billy, for taking the time to come on the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Michelle, for co-hosting this. Chuck, thank you as, as, as the show contributor. Uh, my great producer, Noah. Thanks, man. Another great show. You always put it together. And most importantly, I'd like to thank my listening audience for taking time to listen to us. Uh, keep in mind that uh, we always are looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring messages uh, to you all like this. And uh, I tell you, we'll be back tomorrow. Same time. Same place. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.